When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zipline through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. This episode is supported by FX's Clipped. The scandalous story of the 2014 Clippers owner's racist remarks captured on tape and heard around the world. The series charts the tape's impact on a dysfunctional basketball organization striving to win against their reputation as the most cursed team in the league. Starring Lawrence Fishburne, Jackie Weaver, Cleopatra Coleman, and Ed O'Neill. FX's Clipped. Streaming June 4th, only on Hulu. Get in the know, non-stop Vikings talk. It's Purple Daily on Score North and scorenorth.com. And welcome into Purple Access. Judd Zolgad, Chip Scoggin, Star Tribune sports columnist. Declan Goff, uh, executive producing, as always. And uh, there is, despite the fact that it is uh, May the 4th today, there's plenty of Vikings news t- to talk about. The draft, obviously, was last week, Chipper. Uh, there was some access yesterday. Kirk Cousins headlining a few guys who spoke. The off-season program is officially into Phase 2. It's very exciting. It's the OTAs. Uh, basically, for the next month and a half now, it's going to be pretty busy. A week from Friday, we have a uh, rookie mini camp. That'll be followed by some OTAs, and then it will end, I think, June 15th with two days of mandatory minicamp. But I want to start here. What was your takeaway from Cousins' comments yesterday? Because I thought it went pretty well. Um, and the more I think about this, I think Kirk Cousins, I think this whole thing of taking him uh, for the third time or the fourth time in his pro career, of taking him into the last year of his contract, and it's not like you've – you know, you didn't draft a quarterback first round. I could see this working out absolutely fine for both sides. Yeah. I, uh, the thing about Cousins is he's pretty much the same guy no matter the circumstance, right? Mm-hmm. We're not going to get to – you're never going to be able to uh, crack him in terms of he's going to say something inflammatory right. or if he's feeling a certain way uh, – he does a good job of of keeping that under wraps. I, at least from the way he sounded and looked, he seemed comfortable where he's at, right? And if, um, if it, if it he has to play out this one year, and you know, reassess where things uh, after that, I think it's probably a product of having been in this situation before multiple times. So, I mean, he's bet on himself a number of times with, you know, when he was at Washington. Um, and so I don't think that this is going to rattle him. I, I don't think if they said, you know what, just play this out. I don't know that that would have 
any bearing on his performance on the field. I, I just don't. Um, now, does he still want to retire Minnesota? Yes. Does he? Would you love a four-year deal? Absolutely. <laughs> um, but I don't think it's. I don't think it's going to. He's not going to make waves. He's not going to let it influence the way he prepares and plays. So it it sort of felt like typical Kirk to me, in a lot of ways. Yeah, and I I will say this from watching the press conference. I did come away believing him. Like there are times where a guy will say something and you can tell it's a little bit off. Like Kirk has said things before and you're like, "Uh uh-uh, Kirk, no. Yeah. In this case, uh, because of the very reasons that you gave, I actually think that this can work fine. Um, The other thing that I think is important as a discussion uh, part of this conversation is, you know, the contract, obviously, as it would be with anybody is going to be in the back of his mind until it gets done or until he signs elsewhere. But there's two immediate things that strike me as being really, uh, if you're Kirk, really good things. One is they didn't draft a quarterback in the first round. They drafted a guy who's going to help you. You you know, they they did the anti-Packer thing, which is let's not piss off the quarterback. Let's help him. And so in in that sense, I, I think the, belief that Addison is probably going to be as good or a better replacement to Thielen being gone helps. And the second thing Kirk talked about is, you know, Chip, we we discussed this uh, last spring, but, you know, Kirk basically fully acknowledged his head was swimming, like, you know, all new verbiage. And we always thought, well, but this is your offense. And Kirk's like, it's changed a lot. And yesterday he went into chapter and verse on, I know what I'm doing now. So I think yeah. it's just as far as an immediate elixir goes, those two things are absolutely huge as far as being sources of comfort. Well, think about it. Like he said this time last year, he didn't know how to say the play. I know. Well, think about how much that's changed, just the comfort level with, you know, the system, you know how to, you know, the verbiage, you're not having to write down note cards like he did last year and, and listen to it on his uh, drive home. And we talked about that during the year that he taped himself saying the play, he would listen yes. to it on which I hadn't heard that that's pretty genius. Um, but the other thing is, Judd, if he has a good year, he's going to get paid here or elsewhere. He knows that. Like if he has another good year, whether it's the Vikings or some other team is going to sign him and he knows that. And he's going to have a, I'm sure he was uh, thrilled that he got another wide receiver. That's going to help, you know, take some pressure off uh, Jefferson. And, and so, um, yeah, I think there's a, a comfort level with, even though the uncertainty of his deal and not knowing what his future is going to be like after this year, mm-hmm. I think there's a certainty to know that if he has a good year, which I think we all expect him to, um, he's going to have a, a you know another payday from someone. If health is is not a problem, and we have no clue it could be, but let's just say for a second that there are some injuries, but it's nothing outlandish. Yeah. Is there any reason, Chipper, why this offense shouldn't be top five? No. Uh, scoring, no, because they finished, what, eighth, ninth? Eighth. This year. I think eighth. And um, that's, you know, you know, you add another wide receiver. Yep. The second year in the system, I got to think O'Connell's going to be a better play caller probably in year two than he was in year one. Um, so, no, I don't, I don't see – yeah, other than injuries, yeah, which you can't predict. But um, 
this, I mean, it should be. I mean, when you have a veteran quarterback and Justin Jefferson and, and TJ Hawkinson, a full season of him, imagine what he's going to be in this offense. So yeah, I mean, it, it, you know, it should be at least a top 10, which it was last year. And then it could get into a top five. I don't see why it couldn't. I, th- I think top five while, um, while optimistic is actually very doable when, when you look yeah. at, to your point and, and, you know, the, the, as a whole, offensive line might not be stellar, but you have two great tackles. Yeah. O'Neal is, is good. You brought the whole thing back. So, again, unless guys on the O-line get hurt, continuity exists there. So the more I, I look at this, and Addison alone, I don't know yeah. if he's, if he's go- going to have a great statistical year, but the threat he provides is going to help Jefferson. And this all gets back to your point, which is, not only should O'Connell, with a year of calling plays himself now as head coach, uh, be improved there, but I think with what they've, they've added from a tight end standpoint as well, I think that they can open up the playbook more too because I, I'm hard-pressed to believe that we saw anything close to the entire O'Connell playbook through the 13-win 2022. Yeah, no, I mean, there's no way that you can tell me that T.J. Hawkinson had the full complement when you when you come you know midstream. So. And and look at the trust that, that he, he already earned from Cousins in, you know, a matter of days. So, I mean, him, Jefferson, and I think I like Addison. I like the pick. I know people were mad that they didn't go defense. Um, were they? Well, I, you saw it on – this is the thing that drove me crazy on draft night. It's like they take Addison. It's like they get the worst defense in the history of the NFL, blah, blah. It's like they have about five holes – on this team position wise, you can't do it in one round, right? You only have, you're not going to fix everything in one round. So, um, but it, but it, it, it's interesting that, um, I think it, it, that's O'Connell's imprint. Like, Hey, we -hmm. need to continue to, uh, make this offense, um, be able to perform at a high level and take pressure off Jefferson. And I, I like him. I mean, just the way he, I mean, I've watched him a lot. Route running. I know he's, you know, not the biggest guy, but route running, fast, elusive, fluid. I think it's going to be just a really nice compliment for um from for Jefferson. So um yeah, and, and I you know the, the line this it's not uh a detriment like it was in, you know, what four years ago where you're like, how are they ever gonna the thing's gonna hold up? It's not that. Right. Now do they have some weaknesses? Yeah, but um I don't see any reason why it shouldn't be. Uh, now they may have to win forty-two to thirty-eight a lot, but <laughs> I mean, it, it, you know, until they get the defense fixed. But I, I think they're, I think their offense is still primed to put up a lot of points. Do you think the defense? So I've, I've been um, trying to give this some thought. Do you think the defense is as far away now as we think? And I will say they were terrible. They were they yeah. in, in the last couple of years they were bad. Okay, but here's my here's my thought. Um, I like what they've done, not just with this switch from Ed Donatel to Brian Flores, but I yeah. like what they've done as far as going younger and faster and athletic. Like, that's the thing is, you know, we became so hung up on Eric Kendricks, and Peterson was an effective player, but he yeah. was 30-plus. Like, I, li- I like this. You don't chip. We have covered football teams before. Defensively, it doesn't need to be household names. It yeah. needs to be guys who can be schemed right with their athletic ability. I like the idea of what they're doing, but there's just so many unknowns that it's like, 
I don't know like what the jump is going to look like, right? Getting younger, 100%. Getting yep. faster, yes. Being more aggressive, yes. But there's still so many um, either new guys, veterans coming in, you know, at, at cornerback, you bring in two veteran cornerbacks, um, or just young guys that really haven't been asked to be the guy. You know, they've, they've been backups or whatever. So, um, so I, I mean, it's – it's hard to sit here and say they're going to be worse, you know, but I, I, I think they're going to be better, but like, is it going to be, you know, 50% better, 35%? I, I don't know, but I, I like, I like the idea of what they're doing. Yes. And I, I also like this. When you look at how little Harrison Smith blitzed, it's, yeah. it's ridiculous. Like it's off the charts, mm-hmm. stupid. Um, He, he needs to go back to being involved like Mike did with him and this one, if his leg is good, and I, I saw um, some some uh, f- footage of Scene working out a couple days ago. Yeah. Uh, if Lewis Scene's leg is back and fine, he needs to start. But there's just so many things, like this whole notion of we're gonna, you know, we're gonna uh, play deep and cover guys that way. And and you look at the misuse of guys, and some guys. Shandon Sullivan, not that good. Like yeah, there were a lot yeah. of guys that weren't that good, but I think a combination of things here. I'm not, and, and if they are top five in scoring to our point, they don't have to be like top 10. Yeah. If you no. can be just, just be mid pack 15, 16, right? Defensive yep. scoring, you're go, you yep. should be fine. Then if the offense can do its job. The, the, you know, the one thing that um, I'm curious to see, like switching from just coordinators, Donatel, who, just a bad fit, right? Yeah. What, they, what the floor is? How much is that worth, just in itself? You know, and then you then you get young, which we all says like, yes, part of it was the scheme and the way Donatel called the game, but it's like they just looked old and slow, right? Correct. They always get behind. Well, yep. now you're injecting that, you know, that too deep with young guys that can run. So, mm-hmm. you know, you love that, but it's just like. Until you see it, right? You see, they need experience until you see how it works. It's just that unknown. But yeah, like with Lewisine, which is remarkable that, you know, the recovery he's made considering how, you know, gruesome that injury was. Um, but he's a guy, he's, you know, it's interesting. Um, and my colleague Ben Guessing wrote about this is that the guys that they're bringing in and targeting and drafted are not positionless, but are uh, versatile enough to do different roles and different yes. things. And yes. so I like, I like that. I like the fact that they're thinking about um, not just this guy fits in this box and this is what he's going to do. You're going to be a slot corner. That's it. You're going to be a safety. That's it. It's like, no, um, just that position flexibility that they're looking for. Yes. And I, I would say this um, O'Connell for the most part in his first year here did really well. He won 13 games. Um, I, I thought despite the drop in statistics, Kirk for Kirk was fantastic. I mean, eight fourth quarter comeback wins. He gets an F on the defensive coordinator hire. Like he failed that one. Cause if you recall chip, we sat here same time last year. Uh, and we had conversations about the expectation of what Donatel would bring from the Vic Fangio scheme. And we talked about the same stuff, positionless, Scene could be a hybrid safety linebacker. Like there were a lot of permeations that we discussed and they got none of them. They got yeah. none of them. And so 
unfortunately, I think to a certain degree, KOC bought into a vision that Donatel was never going to try to execute, I think, Flora's will. And back to your point, too. So last year, I think the most distressing thing about the defense was, A, they looked old. And B, for the most part, outside of a few guys, did you say that guy's really improving? Like, that's where I think we're going to see a difference this year. Week one might not be perfect, but I think we're going to see where the teaching starts to work. And that's something that I I don't recall one guy uh, short of, and I'm not joking here, Duke Shelley. I don't recall watching one guy who I thought, you know what? That guy looks like he's improving. And if it's Duke Shelley who's gone now, that ain't really a good thing to say he's the only guy. No, you felt like they were either regressing or hanging by a thread. That's, I mean, the, David, the, the entire year just felt like it was hanging on for dear life. Um, the way they played, uh, you know, the, the lack of speed, the lack of explosive playmakers they had. Um, so I think, yeah, I mean, I think, I think you'll see uh, improvement just by virtue of, you know, they're relying on young guys who are, you know, are going to make mistakes. And it may not look good right away. Um, but, you know, I think Flores has a track record of, you know, that you can, he's a teacher. He's going to be, you know, get the most out of guys. Um, so I think, you know, if you go back to that initial hire, there's probably so much going on. Oh, yeah. In a first time head coach's mind, just, I got to do this. I mean, you know, yeah. I'm sure he said, I want a Vic Fangio defense. Give me a veteran coach who can run it. And, he, it, you know, it just didn't, as you said, the vision didn't uh, match reality. Mm-hmm. And, and I don't know. I think um, I don't think O'Connell became forceful enough about this is not going well until after that Detroit loss. And when because when you're winning, it's easy to say you know you're not going to come out and be as vocal about it. But when you know it, it really when it got really bad, that's when he said, you know, maybe we should do this or maybe we should do that. And he was right. worried about it. So uh, right. that's when the writing was on the wall. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo Concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. You're listening to a Score North podcast right now, and if you're a business owner, so are your customers. In fact, I could be talking about your business right now, telling the tens of thousands of loyal fans about you and sending them to your business. Find out how you can partner with your favorite Score North podcast. Visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Fill out the form, and we'll get in touch with you quickly. Once Phil, Judd, Declan, or others start talking about your company, you'll be amazed at how many fans start showing up. So visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. All right, sir. Uh, the draft, six picks. Yeah, you are Mr. College Football. 
You you consume this stuff every Saturday of the fall. Your thoughts on on a draft class that I'm sure judgment has been passed on by almost everyone but you by this point. Yeah, I I liked Addison. I did like the pick. Um, you know, he was the best wide receiver as a true sophomore back in Pitt. I mean, he was the Blitnikoff winner. Just uh, just makes plays. You know, I mean, he's he's fast and shifty and fluid and runs great routes and he kind of has that bravado as we you know you heard him talk about he has that wide receiver which i love um and then i I thought they did a good job of uh addressing the defense after that um you know you had you had to come out of here with a corner you had to come out of here uh with the line or you know a corner safety that you know right secondary um so i you know as few a pick as they had, I think they accomplished what they wanted to do. Mm-hmm. Um, the quarterback, I mean, it's it's a development guy. I, I don't, you know, we'll see. Maybe he'll stun everybody, but, I, you know, I think you're just looking at a development guy there. Uh, once Richardson went off the, the board at four, was it four to um, Indy? Close. I just, then I was saying, you know, when it got to them, I said either take Joey Porter or, uh, Jordan Addison. I tweeted it out. It's like either corner or, or wide receiver, and not quarterback, huh? Not no. I, not Levis. I, no, no. I just didn't feel like um, if it wasn't one of those first three. I mean, I just you know, is Levis the guy you want to be your? And in, in, internally, they didn't you know they didn't view him that way, and so it is interesting. Um, now the clock's really running on that decision, you know, yeah. and that's not to say they can't resign Kirk at the end of this year, or it will not stun me at all either. If at some point this summer, Kirk says, you know what, I'll take the extra year. I'll take two. And, and they're willing to do that. Um, I know he was wanting a little bit longer than that, but if you want two years of stability, you know, that, that wouldn't surprise me either. So Chipper, the, the thing that in, intrigues me about uh, Jaron Hall, the developmental QB from BYU isn't really the kid himself. I think what intrigues me the most is this is going to be a really interesting test of Kevin O'Connell. Because, you know, Kellen Mond, that poor kid, I have no idea. He might completely stink. But Kellen Mond, there's no question, and it became really apparent, was set up to fail here. Like, he had Mm -hmm. no chance. The head coach didn't like him, didn't didn't want a third-round QB. Um this is the first time that we're going to see Kevin O'Connell truly get to work with a, a piece of clay, basically. Yeah. I'm so curious just to see that process and, and like the approach, because I think it's going to be very telling to a, to a process that this team, this franchise has honestly lacked for a long time. Well, this is a big reason why Kevin O'Connell's got the job, right? Correct. All the, to solve the quarterback conundrum. And, yeah. I don't think it's this guy, um, but this is, you know, I'm sure this was a big thing when the Wills went to look at him. It's like, we need to find a franchise quarterback. And so, um, yeah, I mean, it's, it, this is his chance to, you know, mold a, a young quarterback, but, you know, the real litmus test is the post cousins life and who do they oh, bring God, yeah. and what, you know, what, um, cause that, Judd, we all know coaches, their tenures are tied to their quarterback. I mean, how they're viewed, and that's how O'Connell's going to be viewed. It just is. 
Quasi as well, by extension. I and Quasi, yeah, Quasi, yeah, both of them. Yeah, I mean, they're like, both going to be tied to that. <clears throat> yeah, because I mean, how much of Rick's legacy is the quarterback situation? You know, mm-hmm. and the inability you know, through different factors, but the inability to find that one guy. And um, so, you know, it is interesting because I do think this ownership and front office, like everybody, is enamored with the idea of having a uh, quarterback on. Um. And so if they, you know, if they decide to move on from Cousins next year, you want to turn it over to a first-year quarterback? Boy, I don't, I don't think they have the appetite for that, you yep. know? So yep. you, might, you might be looking at a bridge. Yep. Um, You're not wrong. You know, but, um, you know, by, by not addressing it this draft, you got to do it next year. The bridge possibility to me is real. Like I, and I, and that gets lashed out about oh, no, no, bridge. What the hell are you talking about? These guys are here. And you know what? Ideally they find a guy that's awesome. Uh, he, he plays QB here for 10 years and they win a championship. That being said, you know, uh, to, to your point, there's a chance Kirk comes back, which is, which, you know, if, if it, it works, that's awesome too. If it works, I think they want to see, I really think that one of the things and there's probably two or three things total at work here, Chipper. But I think one, they want to see if they can make a playoff run with Kirk. Because mm-hmm. um, yes, he put up good stats in that Giants game, but that Giants game, and it's on O'Connell too, was very disappointing. The yeah. other thing that you have to keep in mind, if you're a fan, is this one. At some point, and he deserves it. Justin Jefferson gets paid right this summer, and it kicks in um, after 2000, if I'm not mistaken, 25. They'll help themselves with the cap hits, but that, but then next off season, Christian Darissa comes up for an extension. He is a left tackle. If you have a right-handed quarterback, Christian Darissa going to get paid. So like, mm-hmm. there's a lot that just goes beyond Kirk here and, and, you know, right or wrong. I think a big part of their desire is to find a cheaper quarterback who can be successful. Yeah. Well, contractually I mean, cheaper. Yeah. And that that's, you know, I mean, look at what Eagle did. You know, you had Hurts, and then you can try, you know you can just surround. Look at what the Chiefs did when Mahomes was on his first deal. It's like that's what everybody covets. You know, not everybody. You know, you got to find the right quarterback, obviously, but um, everybody loves that. That's like gold in the NFL to be able to spend that money elsewhere and not tie it all up in the quarterback. So I think there's, I just think there's that, you know, that desire to find that. Um, but the timing of all this is just kind of clunky, right? Because, yeah, um, you know, what do you do with cousins? And, you know, um, you know, you're coming off a 13 win season and it'd be real easy if you're just bad, you know, it's like, well, right. You're yeah. just bad and go draft your guy and, and you're rebuilding. Well, when you're in this, you're in this limbo where you're winning the division and you still have, you know, some high, high end players, um, it's tougher to to make all this, you know, figure out their path forward, you know. But this is their story, Chip. Like it like, is. It like is. They, you know, they don't lose fourteen games, thirteen games. No, you know, no. they don't. They for the they never. Part. When did they bottom out? Well, I, I mean, mean the the Khalil draft when when uh, Les didn't get fired in two thousand eleven. 11, they won three yeah. games. They took Khalil. 
who was supposed to be their left tackle for 10 years, and he had one good, good, good year as a rookie. Good, rookie year, went yeah. south. You know, but I, but I mean, that's why I always regretted the, and I don't, don't know how his career would have gone here, but, you know, when they beat Washington and Carolina, it's like if you had just won one game, get Andrew well, Luck and let's talk about it. But that's they don't it, yeah. do that for the most part. Well, and that's the thing is like, you want to see some tanking? Watch some tanking this year to get Caleb Williams. Yeah, we've been talking about that. I think Tampa Bay absolutely is going to be as bad as possible. The Cardinals, he is, he, he, he is so good. I don't know how much you watch them. He's he he transforms your organization. I mean, he's that good. And wow. it, and, and May is going to go second, right? Yeah. So, are they going to be okay with the third guy? Can you get up to whoever? I don't know who the third guy is going to be, but everybody's going to want Caleb Williams. I mean, they just are. So, who's going to tank on purpose? Tampa's going to tank on purpose. The Cardinals might might not tank on purpose but might still just get do that. it yeah yeah well there, the, there will be teams that you know or you know maybe want to tank or just bad anyways um it'll be a race to get him <laughs> it'll be, it'll be a nick mullins how about a season of nick mullins starting <laughs> at quarterback at u.s bank stadium whatever you talk about just telegraphing you know you here's your starting and starting at quarterback nick mullins I know that I I take crap for for this chipper, but there are certain drafts and years where I, I would take for him. <laughs> I think to myself, I would just take. I, I, look, Connor Bedard <laughs> is going to be a transformative player in the National Hockey League for you know fifteen years. Yeah. Um, boy, it'd be nice to get a guy like that. <laughs> boy, it'd be nice to get that quarterback. I know. And yeah. I know it sounds defeatist, but at some point in time, wouldn't you like to have one of the most important positions in the sport? Yeah like locked yeah. up and secured. And, yeah. to, and to your point with this kid, you're talking five years yeah, you know, and, of team control. The other thing too, Judd, is like, how much do you think O'Connell is looking at style of quarterback and just says, you know, Big time. good. He's good. He's good at what means, you know, he's a good quarterback, sometimes very good, but stylistically, he's not what I want. Anthony Richardson. That's what I wonder. That's what I want. That's, yeah. I think fascination with Anthony Richardson. The Richardson thing is, and and you know what? If you watch today's game, can you blame you O'Connell? Have, no, no. You have to. You don't have to, but it's you'd love to. <laughs> you'd love to have that, you know. What do you think about this, Chipper? Think about the, for lack of a better term, the offensive play calling stew, okay? So yeah. so let's go back to that Giants game. Let, let's go back to fourth and eight and instead of ripping kirk for checking down let's talk about that that play okay you were first of all justin jefferson was triple covered but you didn't have anyone and kj osborne's a nice player but he's a nice player he's not he's not a transformative player he's not a star player um you didn't have any other receiving threat that was feared like there was no fear okay that's problem one because if you're calling the play you can only do so much to free up JJ. Here's problem two. Your quarterback can't really run. He's not going to make it with his feet. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you, if if the defense has to respect Richardson, because, oh, my God, if he takes off, we're screwed. Mm-hmm. It changes the whole dynamic of the play. Well, even looking that game, the quarterback across the sideline killed him with his feet. You know, he made a lot of plays. Yes. You just, you just need that. And I think that's, you know. I don't know Connell O'Connell's ever really come out and talked about, you know, like how much that would impact his play calling or his scheme or whatever, but I smell a sit down column. 
I smell a sit down. You got to call but it, John it Ekstrom is. right now. <laughs> Set that column up. Kevin O'Connell right. talks <laughs> about the ideal quarterback. If you could design a quarterback, because you're right. You're 100% yeah. right. Yeah. Yeah. So I, you do wonder is like, um, if, if there's part of, you know, their internal thinking is like, we want to move on to the next, you know, identify like this is what we want from that position. Yes. And so how much do you think, back to my question or point, how much do you think of Kevin O'Connell's true playbook we have seen? I would say a fair amount, but it's it, – but, um, but, like, there's got to be sections but, of quarterback play he can't well, do. And well, that's not, it. First it, of all, it's just he's just not that guy. It's, it's, you know, it's predicated on his personnel, but if, if you gave him a different – if you gave him different personnel – No, sure that's what I'm saying. No, no, no. Yeah, I'm yeah. saying if he has the ingredients, if he <laughs> – if he can bake the perfect offensive pie, yeah. how much of his playbook do you think we've seen so far? 75%? 80? Maybe 70, I would say. 70, There's yeah, got to be so yeah. many more permeations. Because think about when Hawkinson, who had no idea what he was doing, got here. Yeah. And bang, that whole thing. That, that first game, I think, what, he caught eight of eight tar- targets? And he's targeted like 10 times or certain. Yeah. Chipper, that guy yeah. wasn't there till TJ showed up. I know. No, you're right. You're right. No, I'm sure there's... I'm sure he's scaled it down to fit the personnel, but I'm sure there's all kinds of chapters over here. Well, and feeling, I think he thought that, you know, he, he probably thought I'm, I'm get, getting the 2000, I don't know, take yeah. 20 feeling. And he didn't Jordan Addison should free up Jefferson. If not himself, like there's a yeah. lot of interesting topics here. And we we talked about this too. Yeah. We talked about it too, Judd. How much did, uh, when they're on the clock, was he saying, don't overthink this? Oh, he was not happy. We're not trading back. We're not doing it. Take Addison. You know what he looked like? <laughs> he looked like the wife when she tells you to make a decision, <laughs> but she knows what she wants your decision to be, and you're getting that look, and you're like sort of – you start to sweat because you're panicked. <laughs> that's what that's what, crazy that like. <laughs> that's what crazy looked like. He's yeah. like like – O'Connell had the death glare for him going. <laughs> so you're going to take, are you really going to trade? You know, crazy one to trade back. hundred uh, percent. Like, it was no, every being of his fibers. Like I want to trade back. Let's go to the live. Look at the Vikings war room. There's just like a brawl. In brawl there. Yeah. Chairs Grigson, <laughs> Ryan Grigson's trying to break it up. Chairs right. are flying everywhere. It's great. All right, Chipper. Great stuff. Talk to you soon. All right, brother. See you. See ya.